0: in radio app. We are 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at nashfm1061.com, presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicadies, serving up St. Louis style food with a New Orleans flair. All access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Lifegate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio, New
1: Orleans. Oh boy, here we are heading into the final week of the NFL regular season and it means plenty to the Saints not in complete control of their own destiny, as you already know, but just one thing has to go their way. One game where that thing is favored to happen and the Saints can win and make the postseason. And I've debated on the show quite a bit, you know, how much of a plus is that really? I mean, the reality is that they've played hard to get to this point to simply have a shot to make the playoffs. They might as well go there and see if they can do any damage. It's as honestly simple as that. You know, they're going to be on the road if they make it. They're the last seed in the NFC number seven. And you know, the chances that they can counting last week as the level of competition only gets more difficult from uh, falling-apart Carolina without a quarterback to uh, battling our tribal in Atlanta on the road to, if they do make it, a trip to L.A. to take on the Rams. And then you have to win two more after that if you can possibly beat L.A. to reach the Super Bowl. You probably have a better chance of going ahead and playing this now over half a billion dollar Powerball deal, this is not an advertisement for that. (laughs) But you might have a better chance of doing that than the Saints do, of pulling off the trick needed to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, to even more, to make it more clear, if the Saints were to get in and beat the Rams, then they know they'd play the number one seed in the divisional round, and that is already known to be the Green Bay Packers. Don't quote that 38-3 week one victory for me to say that the Saints would have a good chance of going in there and beating Green Bay again. That was in Jacksonville in week one with Jameis Winston, the perfect game plan, a very different Saints game plan than anybody had seen in years against the Green Bay team that had a lot of offseason turmoil. Starting with Aaron Rodgers. Didn't look ready to play. Now, that's not taking anything away from the Saints' brilliant performance. But it is pointing out that Green Bay has been a lot different since then. Hence, clenching the number one seed with a week to go. And essentially getting a full two weekends off. Green Bay is going to play Detroit with a lot of backups this week in a game that means nothing. While the Saints continue to battle and therefore get beat up. So one would think you want me to give you a ceiling? That would be it. Get to the number one seed with revenge on their minds. Rested. At Lambeau. If the Saints can do that, that's a heck of a year. Considering everything they've been through. Just like Ken Trahan wrote today. For CrescentCitySports.com, even though he won't win it, Sean Payton deserves consideration for NFL Coach of the Year for what he's been able to do post-Drew Brees. No Mike Thomas, injuries, COVID. But at the same time, you don't tend to get a lot of credit when you make a lot of decisions in the organization on personnel, and part of the reason why you're so limited and therefore had to have yourself and your staff do such a great job to even have a chance to make the playoffs at this point is because a lot of your personnel on offense, particularly at the receiver slash tight end position, they ain't good. Outside of the Mike Thomas injury, the lingering injury and in surgery, That's a whole other story that I'd like to get into in a moment. But outside of that, the rest of the so-called talent base, we've talked about how inferior it is compared to the rest of the league. So you had to coach your tail off to have a chance at this point. And yes, I know the Saints' best performances this year indicate that they can beat anybody, like Under those circumstances, the other part of the Coach of the Year argument you could make for Sean Payton, dealing with what Hurricane Ida did to the Saints in the preseason and took away that home game against Green Bay, who'd have thought they were going to win by 35 on a neutral field. And two wins over Tampa Bay, defending Super Bowl champions, which is actually good news for Tampa Bay because the. Only two Super Bowl championships they have. They were swept in the regular season by the Saints. And then, let's not forget that domination led by the defense at New England over the Patriots. Pretty impressive looking. Right? This is three, but we know what the floor is like. The home loss to the Falcons you're trying to avenge this weekend on the road. The Giants' overtime loss. And then that area in between where the Saints win games like they did this past week. Low scoring. Struggling to just reach the end zone once. Heck, the Saints were working on a full three games worth of not scoring a touchdown before getting in the house to basically clinch the game. Missed the extra point. Uh, That's another problem that you can't blame Sean Payton for having that he's dealt with the one that cost you at least one game at Tennessee, the kicking game, as Maher missed the extra point to keep it a one-score game, but the Saints' defense held up against, well, Sam Darnold. Atlanta, at this point, last I heard, no real change in the news on Kyle Pitts, their best offensive weapon by far. Pulled his hamstring after going over 1,000 yards this year and Atlanta's loss at Buffalo. That ended the Falcons' playoff hopes. Maybe you can make just as good of an argument for Arthur Smith, first-year head coach there, just having the Falcons in the playoff conversation that long. Even in a parody-filled NFL, this is an Atlanta team that really trying to rebuild on the fly. You add Pitts, but they traded away Julio Jones. And then Calvin Ridley's off-the-field problems made him a non-factor this year. That was the strength of their offense, those two guys, at wideout. Russell Gage is their number one receiver right now. No offense to the former LSU Tiger, but he's really like a number three or number four receiver, and he's their number one. They picked Cordero Patterson off the scrap heap and made him a playmaker on offense consistently for the first time in his career after seven years Bouncing around. Pretty good coaching there. And guess what? They're going to come to play. They try to ruin any hopes the Saints may have of making the playoffs. The hopes are good, though, because I don't believe the quarterback option, one or the other, the best of the two, that the San Francisco 49ers are going to have when they try to beat the Rams on the road. To make it six straight under Kyle Shanahan against Sean McVay and company. The difference is they're not going to have a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo who's been getting the job done in that streak. They're either going to have a compromise Garoppolo with the throwing hand, ligament, and bone chip problem that clearly needs surgery. Or they'll be giving Trey Lance his third career NFL start. San Francisco was able to win for the first time with Lance starting last week, but that was against the Houston Texans. That was at home in Santa Clara for the 49ers, and it was a game where they scored three points in the first half. The defense shut down a rookie quarterback and a bad Texans team to allow them to slowly but surely take over the game. They'll need a similar effort against the Rams, who have a lot to play for. The best thing that happened to the Saints last week that maybe wasn't to be expected was a victory by Arizona at Dallas that kept the Cardinals in the hunt for the NFC West title, meaning the Rams were very fortunate to beat a totally shorthanded Ravens team in Baltimore by a point. Well, now the Rams, to be assured, the division title and the number two seed. So two home games before they would conceivably have to deal with Green Bay in a conference title game, they've got to beat the Niners. The only thing you worry about there at this point for the Rams is the way Matthew Stafford has been playing lately. He's been a turnover machine. He's thrown four pick sixes this year, one in each of the past two games, and yet the Rams have been good enough to go on the road, deal with him turning the ball over. I think it's six total times. And yet victories at Minnesota and then Baltimore. If that happens again, that's going to give the 49ers a chance no matter what situation they're dealing with at quarterback because they do clearly match up well with the Rams. They do Seem to have one of those mojo deals going with the coaching matchup. Both Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are two of the better coaches in the league. And yet Shanahan has gotten the best of him frequently, consistently. That's the only daunting part of it if you're the Saints. If Stafford plays well and doesn't turn over the ball, it's hard to see a 49ers team that's going to have a compromised passing game. That's so run-oriented, being able to get away with just that against the Rams. And that game will go on, of course, at the same time as Saints and Falcons. There's no guarantee even against Atlanta's defense that the Saints will be able to generate enough offense to even be comfortable at any point in that game. But that's just where they're at. I do believe this is a week for the running game. Falcons really struggle to stop the run. Maybe you can get off a banged-up knee, a healthier mark, room to go one-two punch it with Alvin Kamara and do what the Saints need to do, which is to put drives together. They've got to be able to run it. The Saints could somehow put two touchdown drives together, assuming the game flow goes their way to the point where they come up with a couple field goals as well. I get the 20 points, they can win. They probably will in this matchup with everything at stake, and especially if Kyle Pitts isn't there. Okay. Great. Then, hey, even if the Rams are able to beat the 49ers, bad Matt Stafford could show up. If the Saints are there with the defense that, when it's at its best, is as good as any in the league. So why not? The kind of offensive shortcomings the Saints have preclude a run, but it it could still wind up being a great reminder of how good this team still is if they can fix the problems on offense. But there are enough of them that it leads to my next point. I'm not saying the Saints won't go out there and trade for Russell Wilson. Out of the definitive problem-solving options at quarterback coming up this offseason that could be available, Wilson's the one who could wind up here because he would want to be playing for Sean Payton in the organization. And would certainly solve the problem. He's getting healthier now. He didn't play as well as he's capable of coming off that thumb injury. But he's gotten better every week. He helped them, even though I know it's Detroit. But Seattle put up 51 points on Detroit. With Wilson accurate, slinging it around. Yeah, the running game was there too, by the way, against Detroit. Which Seattle hasn't had as much. But Wilson was good. And under Sean Payton, he can be extremely good. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, or will be. But at what cost? Saints still have massive salary cap issues for another offseason. They have other needs. They have to figure out what they're going to do on the offensive line. Teron Armstead, you going to re-sign him? Now on the wrong side of 30 and injury-prone to begin with? If you don't, then what? You've got Cesar Ruiz playing substandard football at right guard. You've got Andrus Pete, big contract, gets hurt every year. He's your left guard. Ryan Ramchick, I mean, he's hurt right now, but that's a rarity. Hopefully it is a rarity moving forward. He's rock solid at right tackle. He may be your left tackle next year. So that's just the offensive line, which is usually pretty costly to fix on the fly. You're going to get anything out of tight end? Was this just a sophomore slump for Adam Trouton, who was mostly terrible? Because can you really spend capital there? without just getting lucky with a mid-round type of pick, you know, paying off, maybe, when you have to do something at receiver. So here's what I think. I think the Saints are going to roll with two guys that you may want to count out for different reasons, but I think for all parties concerned, they're going to have to. And that is Jameis Winston coming back And giving it another go at quarterback. And the Saints giving him a better offense to work with. After, again, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Played mostly solid winning football. And we know he's capable of better than that. But the more you unleash him, can he avoid the turnovers? Well, we didn't get to find out. And the Saints can use the draft capital that would take for Russell Wilson. Plus, who knows, maybe even players to get it done to build a better football team for 2022. And that can include, as far as making whoever the quarterback is, his life easier, clearly Michael Thomas, who needs to rebuild his value around the league. The Saints, with the contract they have with Thomas, well, it doesn't really benefit them to trade him now with his value low and the type of cap hit that they would have to eat when they don't have the room to really do it. So I think he'll be back. And let's say you do that in a draft that looks to be pretty flush with talented wide receivers high on draft boards. You draft one in the first round. Or you hit on one in the second round. Again, it looks like a deep draft where that's possible. And maybe the first round you're solving part of your offensive line problem. Or you decide, and I don't think this is a good idea, that you aren't going to sign Marcus Williams now that he's going to be free and clear to get paid and you have to say try to replace him with a young safety. I don't think the Saints want to do that. Marcus Williams is young enough that he's going to get a big long-term deal that they can stretch out that money. I think that is what is going to happen. And I'm a little surprised it didn't happen this past offseason. I think it is going to happen this offseason because you've got Malcolm Jenkins, old. P.J. Williams, nice fill-in, free agent. Again, he's a year-to-year guy. That's it. Saints can't be bad at safety. As good as they look like they're going to be moving forward at corner. At linebacker. Still at defensive end with Cam Jordan showing he's got plenty left in the tank. Marcus Davenport again. All he has to be is healthy and he's a factor. We'll see more of Peyton Turner this year's first round pick next year. Carl Granderson, pretty good. Tano Passama, too bad he's hurt because he's been good. So, Saints pretty good there. They could use a little help on the defensive front in the middle, maybe get another impact guy, and, again, they can hunt somewhere in the draft for that if they're not trading away draft picks for quarterbacks. See how it adds up there? Yes, quarterback's the most important spot on the field, yes, there's certainly an argument to say, just get Russell Wilson and figure it out after that. But as much as I'd like to see him wearing number three in the black and gold, I don't know if going and giving what it would take to get Wilson would make the Saints a winner next year, as good as Wilson is, or any better than they are now. Whereas a healthy Jameis Winston and using everything at your disposal the foundation that's still there can make the Saints quite a winner. Let's say, by the way, Aaron Rodgers still doesn't want to stay in Green Bay, and he winds up in the AFC. Let's say Denver. Let's say Wilson does get traded, and he winds up in the AFC too. I don't know, Pittsburgh, Miami, Cleveland. A lot of places look like they're going to be looking for quarterbacks. Those are just a few. Then all of a sudden, the NFC is even weaker. And even the good teams with good quarterbacks, you're not afraid of Kyler Murray. You're not afraid of Dak Prescott. Tom Brady could fall off the age cliff at any time. You're not afraid of Matt Stafford. Those are the top quarterbacks in the conference, right? Who's to say? That Jameis Winston and a strong team around him, a healthy Michael Thomas, hit on a wide receiver draft pick. Reestablish that offensive line. Keep that defense at the level it is. Then you're a contender again. I say it time and time again on this show. There's a difference between what the Saints are now, which is a potential playoff team, and being a contender. Last few years, they've been an obvious title contender. Right now, they're not. But my scenario with Jameis Winston at quarterback could make them a title contender again and maybe better paths to it, I'm saying at this point, definitely, than blowing your wad on Russell Wilson and having more holes to fill without the assets, both dollars and draft picks, to do it. Just think about it. 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061, as usual on a Tuesday night. Jude Young with you. But that will be true in part next week, but not for a full show, as I'm going to update you on the UNO basketball schedule. Yes, there are games that are set to happen in the next seven days. I'm thrilled about that, starting with an interesting tournament over in Texas that I'll preview in a moment on 106.1 FM. It's a very Carrie
0: Christmas. You could win Carrie Underwood's holiday album, My Gift, special edition on vinyl. Plus a new record player to listen in classic style. Daily winners will also qualify for a trip or two to Las Vegas to see Carrie Underwood Reflection, the Las Vegas residency at Resorts World in 2022, including air, hotel, and tickets to the show. Listen weekdays for the national text keyword for your chance to win a very Carrie Christmas. Prizes provided by Capitol Records and AEG Presents.
2: Hey, checking your mailbox because you owe money to the IRS. Stop pretending it'll magically go away. The IRS can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, even take your home or business. Scary stuff. Thankfully, there's a new way to get right with the IRS. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, an IRS program created specifically to help taxpayers struggling due to the pandemic. This powerful program provides new, more flexible options that can make resolving your tax problems easier. If you qualify, it could save you money. Nobody knows this program like America's number one tax relief firm. Optima Tax Relief. Optima will stand between you and the IRS fighting to help stop aggressive collection actions and helping to protect your assets. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Optima now for a free consultation.
0: Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122.
3: Optima Tax Relief.
0: Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
3: The following ad is paid for by McClenny Mosley & Associates, 1820 St. Charles Avenue, Suite 110, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70130. Attention homeowners with homeowners insurance. If your home was damaged by the recent Hurricane Ida, you may qualify for additional compensation. Was your home damaged by Hurricane Ida? Are you concerned you were cheated or underpaid by your insurance company? If so, it's not too late to receive the compensation you deserve. In August 2021, much of Louisiana was devastated by a violent hurricane, leaving destruction in its path. Insurance companies often underpay and purposely undervalue claims for weather damage to homes, leaving you to pick up the pieces. You may be entitled to significant compensation and bad faith damages. Know your rights. Call McClenney, Mosley & Associates. We have the experience needed to fight insurance companies for the value you deserve. Call now for a free evaluation of your claim. Please call
4: 800-824-9522. That is 800-824-9522.
5: Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really
4: appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm
5: happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas does that actually add up to anything some months I make 200 to 300 bucks
4: wow that's serious extra cash I'm downloading the free get upside app now
2: download the free get upside app now in the app store or google play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas use promo code time for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill up you can cash out anytime to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME.
0: Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day 2022.
1: This report is sponsored by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful
6: U.S.-based representatives. Available 24-7. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. I'm Ken Trayhan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by Sports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans fell 115 to 104 to Utah at Smoothie King Center Monday night. Donovan Mitchell scored 29 points, including 15 in the fourth quarter, for Utah. Jonas Valanciunas returned to the lineup with 25 points and nine boards. Brandon Ingram returned, but he struggled, with just 10 points on three of 18 shooting. The Pelicans face a very tough task, having to face an elite Phoenix team at home on Tuesday. College basketball: The LSU women up to 13th in the nation. The LSU men 21st in the new AP polls. The LSU men will host Kentucky tonight in a game where Dale Brown's name will be affixed on the Maravich Assembly Center court, and the LSU women, who have won 13 straight, will host number 1 South Carolina Thursday night. Tulane freshman guard Jane Cook named the American Athletic Conference Player of the Week on Monday, and he's also named the Louisiana Sportswriters Player of the Week. Tulane women's draw Moon Erson is the girls' player of the week for the Louisiana Writers, and Dierica Pryor of UNO, the Southland Conference Women's Player of the Week. And Joe Sloan is relocating in Louisiana from Louisiana Tech to LSU, where he becomes a new quarterback. Coach under Brian Kelly. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitysports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitysports.com. I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind?
0: Time to express your thoughts by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitysports.com and all access on 1061-Nash Icon and at Nash FM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. So
1: the UNO privateers have gone through like a lot of college basketball teams, one heck of a bumpy non conference road. Big reason why being COVID 19. UNO had to endure three games being taken away. Two canceled for sure, including the renewal of the crosstown rivalry with Tulane. And while they were already, I hadn't joined them yet as the voice of the team, very fortunate. But while the privateers were already in Columbus, Ohio, their game against Ohio State canceled. So they had to fly right back home. While they were able to play New Year's Eve against Belhaven, an easy win there, everything appears to be a full go for the men's Southland tip-off tournament. All eight teams in the conference playing in your typical three-day regular bracket. Everybody's going to get their... Three games in, there will be a championship on Saturday night, and we certainly hope and have reason to think UNO has a great shot at being in that title game. It starts with the McNeese Cowboys for the privateers in a game like all UNO games the rest of the way that you can listen to live on 106.1 FM. That's Thursday, an afternoon affair at 1.30, so pregame at 1.15, tip-off between UNO at McNeese, second game of the first day of four games in the Southland tip-off from Katy, Texas at 1.30. Again, pregame 1.15. If UNO wins, they will be playing at 5 o'clock on Friday. That would preempt part of Eric Asher's Inside New Orleans, so could affect the schedule here quite a bit. Also would uh knock all access on Friday night off the air the privateers lose Thursday they could they would be playing at 11 a.m on Friday which wouldn't affect any of our live shows here and we would still of course carry the ball game so all three of those games will be carried Thursday through Saturday on Nash icon and one of those three lost games I mentioned the two that aren't coming back one that is is against Dillard the privateers, and the Blue Devils able to get together and reschedule that game for a week from today, Tuesday night at Lakefront Arena. Pre-game 645, tip-off at 7, so my show, this show, the Tuesday night edition of All Access, a little shorter. And we'll have a good recap of where the Saints are, whether they're still playing or not, of course, by then. And perhaps even look back a week later at whatever we're going to see later tonight, by the way, for the LSU Tigers in this bowl game. You know, they've been teasing on social media with his uniform in the locker whether we're going to see Garrett Nussmeyer, whether he's going to be the one scholarship quarterback on the roster who's supposed to be redshirting, if he's going to play tonight in the Texas Bowl. He's... In uniform, warming up right now. Tweets as we speak. Still don't know if he's going to be playing or not. (laughs) So it would be really interesting. Might just be the emergency quarterback. So you could be seeing a situation where John Trey Kirkland, who's been a defensive back, a kick returner, mostly a wide receiver in his years at LSU, but was a star dual-threat quarterback at Lutcher, leading them to a state championship, he could be taking the most snaps for the Tigers, as could a a, a non-scholarship walk-on quarterback, or two. It's going to make it a little harder for an LSU team that according to Brody Miller, the beat writer for LSU for The Athletic, this was as of yesterday, the Tigers could be traveling as few as 39 actually available scholarship players. Remember, you can have up to 85. Unless you could be with 39. Now, they'll have those walk-ons at different positions. But pretty hard to beat a decent power five opponent like K-State with all of their key players healthy. Skylar Thompson's a pretty good quarterback. They've got explosive players in their running game. Pretty good defense. I mean, odds would be against the Tigers. Last I saw, the point spread was four and a half, and with the uncertainty with LSU, I was sort of shocked it was that low. I guess giving the Tigers a lot of credit for what they were able to do with a lamed-up coach down the stretch, losing key players and yet seemingly getting better on defense and finding a way to be in every game, including at Alabama. By the way, Brian Kelly's been involved in practices. He's not coaching this game. He is in Houston. He's been observing. He wants to see how the players who are there are going to react and perform in this game. He's evaluating everything about his program. And this is the first up-close-and-personal look at at least some of the guys who are going to be part of his roster next year. On top of the signees, both known and to come in February, as well as transfers, of which I would say if you set the over-under at five and a half, go over. Transfer portals as busy as ever, and LSU has plenty of needs, and they're going to go shopping. This is important. I think, and I know the situation with Nussmeyer, his father, Doug, the former Saints quarterback, long-time assistant coach as an offensive coordinator in college, now with the Cowboys. He has, or at the time, decided with Ed Ogeron to redshirt his son after his, it wasn't a start, but he essentially played the entire game coming in from Max Johnson early in LSU's overtime loss to Arkansas. He probably would be best off playing in this game. Don't worry about the red shirt. If you're as good a quarterback as you think you are, as a high four-star recruit, NFL family pedigree, if you're as good as you think you are, you probably want to go out there and show it and play in this game where the starting offensive line's there, although I think they only have one scholarship player as a backup. So it could get testy pretty quickly if they're injuries. But still, you've got weapons in the passing game, most of the same group and was good enough to beat Texas A&M. You can go out there and play. Show that you can handle the adversity and impress your new head coach. If if you're staying, wouldn't you want to do that versus worry about a redshirt year in the grand scheme of things? If you're any good, you're not going to need it. It's still a gamble. It's still a year of eligibility that you can work with towards reaching that ultimate goal if you're Nussmeyer, but I think you should play. And again, we're not hearing anything yet, but it's a, it's a heck of a storyline. It might be more entertaining from a curiosity standpoint to see a converted college-wide receiver and a bunch of walk-ons <laughs> take turns at the quarterback position and see if LSU can piece together anything. There may be as few as four full-time remaining LSU coaches handling the whole thing with Brad Davis, the returning offensive line coach as the interim. So I'm not saying it's the best of circumstances. But either way, the quarterback spot alone is going to be intriguing to watch the Tigers tonight in the last regular old bowl game of the year. So odd to have this one so late after the college football playoff semifinals and then the big New Year's Day slate. But here it is. And for LSU, for the guys that are there it actually does mean plenty. And you now can understand why, why really good players like Ty Davis Price for example deciding, "Hey, I'm 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 not doing this. I don't really think I can help my draft position very much by playing in this game. But injury is a real risk, so I'm out." Simone Clark at linebacker. Butkus finalist. Same thing. He can't really improve anything, but he could certainly hurt himself by getting hurt. And we saw in the Sugar Bowl with Matt Corral. Fortunately, he didn't suffer a serious injury. But he making the case as, I think, a surefire first-round pick, if nothing bad would have happened in the Sugar Bowl, that could have changed that. And it almost did that, yeah, he loves the school loves his teammates, wanted to go out there and play for him, but it was a heck of a risk. It hopefully taught a lot of people lessons about why these guys make these decisions. Once we see somebody in the actual playoff bracket opt out, then that's a completely different argument. And one of these days it's going to happen. But no offense to even as bowl a bowl as great as the Sugar Bowl, but when it's not a playoff game, it's simply not more important than, your individual draft stock, your future, your life ceiling at stake. And certainly, no offense to the folks over in H-Town, but neither is the Texas Bowl. 504-260-1061, the number, that's 504-260-1061. And yes, I know the LSU basketball Tigers are trying to to bounce back from that loss against Auburn and playing a big game against another top 20 team, number 21 LSU up 21-20 to 20 over number 16 Kentucky in Baton Rouge right now in the first half. That's heck of a ESPN doubleheader for Tiger fans, right? That game right into the Texas Bowl. Tiger fans are, for those who are just driving around, might be listening to me, but the rest are definitely tuned in to the... Four-letter worldwide leader at this point, and we'll be late into this Tuesday night. Back in a moment on Nash Icon for more all access.
3: The following ad is paid for by McClenny Mosley and Associates, eighteen twenty St. Charles Avenue, Suite one ten, New Orleans, Louisiana seven zero one three zero. Attention homeowners with homeowners insurance: If your home was damaged by the recent Hurricane Ida, you may qualify for additional compensation. Was your home damaged by Hurricane Ida? Are you concerned you were cheated or underpaid by your insurance company? If so, it's not too late to receive the compensation you deserve. In August 2021, much of Louisiana was devastated by a violent hurricane, leaving destruction in its path. Insurance companies often underpay and purposely undervalue claims for weather damage to homes, leaving you to pick up the pieces. You may be entitled to significant compensation and bad faith damages. Know your rights. Call McClenney, Mosley & Associates. We have the experience needed to fight insurance companies for the value you deserve. Call now for a free evaluation of your claim. Please call
4: 800 824 9522. That is 800 824 9522.
2: Terms and conditions. Textplan.us. Texting and for recurring automated marketing messages, message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details.
4: Hey, how'd you like to get paid to work out? Yes, I said get paid to work out. Now you can with ISSA, the global leader in personal fitness certification. If you're interested in a money-making career in fitness as a personal trainer, now is your time because ISSA is guaranteeing you will get a job. That's right, there's a huge demand for certified personal trainers right now. So once you get ISSA certified, they guarantee Guarantee you will get a job. Just text Form to 323232 now to get started for free. You do everything at your own pace and 100% online. Live your life on your terms. Get certified and train like you want full time, at a gym, at home, or as a side hustle. Whatever works for you. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Get certified and start making money fast. Guaranteed. Just text Form to 323232 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word Form to 323232. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Hurry into Mattress Firm's year end sale. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. And save up to $500 on select mattresses from Sealy, Serta, Sleepies, and more. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying
6: purchase. This is Josh Danzig with Where you At Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYat.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Presented by Sky Vodka. Comic book lovers and movie fans will want. Head to the convention center. It's Fan Expo New Orleans, formerly Wizard World. Or watch the Saints versus the Falcons on Sunday at Manning's at 519 Fulton Street with a kickoff at noon. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched Wariat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of Wariat Magazine in locations all over town.
4: Cumulus New Orleans incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
0: This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NASHFM1061.com.
1: i just want to let you know, we we'll to be in a little bit about this on All Access last night. We'll have even more on it tomorrow, likely from the Ilario Center. I assume Ken will be there broadcasting the show live at that point because it's going to be a busy week over there. Of course, the pandemic took away the tournament from us last year, but the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic is back. Four different 12-team brackets, two girls, two boys, starting Wednesday evening and going all the way through Saturday. And on Saturday, all four finals, first time we've ever done this, but all four championship games will be carried live Live and free video, as always, on CrescentCitySports.com. So we're really excited about that. And i uh, got some great out-of-state teams and many of the best teams in the area and the state coming in. Also, again, for a tournament that's been Ed Daniels' pride and joy. Can't, hard to believe this is the 11th edition of that. And kind of bummed out, I'll be completely honest with you, that uh can't be there, but of Good reason why with the privateers over in the Southland tip-off tournament, starting with that game on Thursday here on Nash Icon at 1.30 against McNeese. The women's tournament was supposed to be going on right now. I was supposed to already be in Katy for three days of that, and that did not happen because of COVID-19. I was told that more than half the programs in the conference having COVID problems, and it seems to be more and more women's games lately being called off, unfortunately, uh, because of what's in most cases apparently the Omicron variant of the virus. And, uh, well, again, I've given my thoughts on that. Hopefully this will be the last basketball season, football season, that we'll have to be dealing with this on anywhere near this level. But anyway, Louisiana teams drawing pretty well, considering there were five out of the eight now in the Southland, only one in-state head-to-head matchup. The best you could do is that game between the Privateers and McNeese. On UNO's side of the bracket, the first game, which will determine the Privateers' opponent on Friday, that's 11 a.m. on Thursday, Southeastern against Houston Baptist. And really, the Lions are better than Houston Baptist. They should win that game. Northwestern State against a much-improved Texas A&M Corpus Christi is the first game of the second bracket. A&M Corpus Christi, brand-new head coach, basically a new roster. And they're 10-3. and three. Their schedule hasn't been that challenging, but they're still 10-3 and three with a new roster. So they'll come in with a lot of confidence there. And then Nichols, the favorite, against Incarnate Word. Now let me tell you, if you want to start making some plans – well, first, if it's UNO and Nichols meeting for the first of what could be four times this year on Saturday night in the Southland tip-off final, you kind of want to see it. But if not, a week later, you get to see it if you're in New Orleans simply by coming to Lakefront Arena as the privateers and colonels will match up late afternoon in the first conference game that counts towards the standings of the year. Ty Gordon is the name of the Nichols guard. Who's having a monster season already? Just came off scoring 29 points at Purdue. That was ranked number one early in the season. Won another conference, almost won another conference player of the week honor for the, I should say not conference, but the uh, state sports writers. But Jalen Cook, the LSU transfer at Tulane, helping them start 2 0. What a surprise for the Green Wave. Beat Memphis at home, although Memphis was shorthanded because of COVID, but then they go to Cincinnati and win there, pretty much wire to wire, awfully impressive. Cook is fun to watch. You got a lot of, and it's college basketball. It's much more and more every year, guard play. Stars of pretty much every team are the guys that can control the game by having the ball in their hands anywhere at any time. And those tend to be your talented scoring guards. Cook is certainly that for Tulane and giving them a chance to have much better season than most folks thought in the third year for Ron Hunter. We'll see, though, as they move forward. Can they build on this or will they slide back? Ty Gordon has been fantastic for Nichols, though. 26 and 29 points last week. He's already been named Southland Player of the Week four times as Nichols now. Moving closer into the part of the schedule where they try to defend their league title. The best challengers may be Louisiana schools in UNO and Southeastern. Privateers have two fun guards to watch, including Derek Saint-Hilaire. who has been a fantastic scorer early in the season. He can shoot it and make it from anywhere. And a quick guard off the dribble, too. Keon Clergeau of Southeastern, another returning guard in the league like these other two just mentioned who can play that James Harden style. You may not like it when you hear it if you know what that means. The guy's really good at being strong on the ball, challenging defenders, getting himself to the free throw line. It's an art. It's a skill, and he's very good at it. And Southeastern made some transfer additions along with their core coming back that they're pretty good. And we've got a chance to really see some fun Matchups may be amongst the teams that I think will be the top four out of eight on Friday if everybody takes care of business. And maybe the toughest challenge faced out of the four on Thursday will actually be by UNO against McNeese. They've got some athletes. And if you're not careful and they get hot, they can beat anybody in our league on a given night. Whereas Southeastern against HBU, HBU is a bottom two team. They're very thin in talent, and it's a struggle to recruit there. Or at least it has been. And they have not a attractive gym in order to sell guys that they want to play. I'll just leave it at that. Northwestern State and, and A&M Corpus Christi might actually be the best matchup. We'll learn a little bit more about just how good the Islanders are. And then that late matchup, it just wound up being, I think, the absolute Worst team in the conference in Incarnate Word matched up with Nichols in the nightcap. and This was all done by a draw, and uh, you got pretty close, you know, to how if you were to do like a vote now of the uh, league from 1 to 8 and then seed them that way, relatively close. I don't think Northwestern State would be playing Corpus Christi at this point. They'd probably be playing Southeastern. And HBU would be playing Corpus Christi if people voted again. But none of that really matters, how they play the games. This tournament will be good for teams to learn each other. There will be no secrets after three days. Whether you play somebody or not, everybody's going to be scouting people in person. And that will lead to some intimate and familiar matchups with each team playing a home-and-home in the regular season. And like I mentioned with the UNO and Nichols, they could wind up playing four times. If the preseason voting's right and it's Nichols with UNL a shade behind them, they play for the final in this tip-off tournament. They play twice in the regular season, and if they finish one and two, they get buys into the conference semifinals. So they're pretty much favored to face off for all the marbles. And for a league like the South, on that NCA tournament bid, could be on the line between two local rivals. Certainly rooting for that, and the privateers, are, I think, are as talented as anybody, including Nichols, in that league. So a lot to look forward to after just getting through the holidays and COVID-19 shutdowns. Maybe the worst of it is about to be over for the sports world. Maybe we're not going to see any more, and I certainly hope not, that it's going to affect the NFL at this point. With so much up for grabs this weekend and the playoffs, just one week after that. 5042601061 is the number that's 5042601061 one short segment to go to wrap things up tonight on all access after this
0: Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day 2022.
5: You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer.
6: I need to be able to work from anywhere. So I need to have supplies, well, everywhere. It's possible
1: at Staples.
4: I need the same setup for my home as I have at the office, without twice the
1: cost. Also possible, because your local Staples store has the tools your business needs to get work done. Now get 40% back in a Staples store bonus when you buy any two Inker toner cartridges. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 115, limit two in-store only. See staplesconnect.com slash store bonus for details.
0: Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. One
1: little segment to go before... We sign off at the top of the hour, so we can squeeze in one caller, and it will be Tim from Baton Rouge. Hey, Tim, what's going on, man?
2: It's been, it's been a while since I've spoken to you. Cause I've been trying to yes, get sir. through it. Happy New
1: Year answering. to you, my friend. What's, what's on your mind? Yeah, Happy New Year to you.
2: Yeah, good good New Year. I and mean, LSU playing tonight. Um, I think Kansas State is going to win the game tonight, I think.
1: You know, I can't argue with you. Um, honestly, at this point, I think Garrett Nussmeyer is warming up for show. I don't think they're going to pull his red shirt. We'd have heard about a waiver by now. That's something that the NCAA wouldn't have let LSU play games with and keep secret if they'd have gotten it. That was something that interim coach Brad Davis said he was going for. And if you don't have a scholarship college quarterback, look, no offense to John Trey Kirkland, but he's warming up on the field as we speak, according to tweets from Houston at both receiver and quarterback quarterback. I think he's going to wind up playing both because I think we're going to see more than one quarterback, not including Nussmeier. We could see three. I think LSU going to have fun with it. I think we're going to see crazy trick plays. We're going to see a team with absolutely nothing to lose, and that may struggle to score points. If anything tonight that'll be interesting, if the offensive line, the starting five, can stay out there and stay healthy, It's going to be a heck of an audition because of the lack of running backs apparently also available. For Corey Kiner, who was Mr. Ohio, true freshman. We saw a little bit of him this year, but nothing really extended against a quality opponent. So this probably amongst any player on the field that can be a big impact guy next year. This is a big night for Kiner. If he plays well under what could be adverse circumstances because K-State is not going to to respect LSU's passing game if Nussmeyer is not involved and Connor still has a, a good game and battles for yards and gives LSU a chance to continue drives and a chance to be in the ball game. I think that's going to impress Brian Kelly as much as anybody on the field can. But another position to watch or in general an area of the field. LSU was so decimated in the secondary. Wait until you see the guys they're lining up with tonight. Including a couple of transfers in the past two years, out of Nichols and Darren Evans, and former Rumble standout Pig Cage, those guys could be playing virtually all the snaps on defense tonight on the back end amongst that group. That's that's what LSU is dealing with. So if they are even able to compete in the game tonight, it would be impressive. I'm not saying you should run to one of the sports books or anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> But hey, what, a wounded tiger, wounded animal? Might be the most dangerous animal. So I'm not going to count LSU out. Seems like when they're up against the wall as far as player availability in a matchup, it's when you get the best out of them. Or at least that's been the case this year. And that may be the one area where you can give Ed Ogeron a lot of credit. Even as an interim coach, whatever he was doing or not doing got this team going. And that could be lacking tonight or it could make Brad Davis wind up looking really good if the Tigers are in it and even win it. Tomorrow night, I'll access back at you with Ken Trahan at 6. And then on Thursday, busy day of live programming on 106.1 starts with UNO against McNeese in the Southland tip-off tournament. Pregame 115, tip-off 130 against that Thursday with yours truly from the Merrill Center. Thanks to Rudy Dixon for his great work. Jude Young saying goodnight until next time on Nash Icon.
0: Thanks for listening to All Access on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard.
2: All Access was also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur